Melbourne is a big club and it's a successful club that doesn't look like that now and it hasn't for a long period of time. bit of Gary Pert on 3RW Football last week and uh, the boss of Melbourne obviously trying to paint a prettier picture than it really is but uh, right now Melbourne's staring at the biggest ladder drop in AFL VFL history from one year to the next. It has been a disastrous year and um, a few of our boys who are in the house, the full team here, Mick Warner, Tony Shaw, Matthew Lloyd, Tom Morris is downstairs, Bruce Eva about to join us very shortly trying to work out exactly which one or two things you'd Fix mm. if you were involved in the Melbourne Footy Club, Lordy, but there's not necessarily one or two no, things. No, Simon Goodman's not. about to join us in a matter of seconds, but uh, is there one or two things? Well, I thought you'd, you know, before Simon joins us, where would you start if you were Melbourne? And there's been so many reasons for why they've gone from prelim to 17th on the ladder. I'll give my couple of what I think I would start at. Number one, unfit. Uh, and number two, I think that their skill level, because they aren't as fit as they need could be, has fallen away dramatically. Mm-hmm. So they are my two. My two spread from the contest, mm-hmm. and probably because they're unfit, they can't do it. My one has nothing to do with on-field. It's to do with the fact they're the only sporting club in the world that has their administration in one part of town and their football department in another town. They have to be under the one roof. It's ridiculous that they're not. Let's go down to their coach and find out whether that is uh, an issue that needs to be fixed. Uh, Simon Goodwin is with Tom Morris. Firstly, welcome to you, Tom. Great to have you back. Yeah, thank you, Dwayne. We've got Simon Goodwin down here. just heard the back end of that. Uh, if you could fix one thing that's gone wrong this year, Simon, <laughs> what would it be? Oh, I'd certainly try and fix some things on-field more than the, uh, the admin and the club getting together, but uh, I there's lots of things to get fixed, you know. We need to, to really attack our program. We need to look at every area of our program, both from a, a physical perspective and a footy perspective, and get our, our on-field performance back up to the level that we know we're capable of playing. With finals out of the equation for the last few week, weeks or last couple of months, how have you tried to reinvigorate the playing group? Have you used different methods to motivate them, or has it just been a week-by-week process? Yeah, we've probably actually looked to change our game style and the way we play a little bit in the last you know, six or seven weeks. You know, When you get to a position where you can't play finals, we've actually tried to implement a bit of a method of play that you know we can actually take into next year. Um, you know, it hasn't always been perfect, and it's not some stuff that we, we might take with us, but that's that's kept some guys um, you know, motivated and looking to get uh, get a result that we're looking for and some things you know that we think we can improve on but we need to get first and foremost our territory and our game back. Uh, Simon Tony Shaw I was quite surprised to hear Paul Roos say on Monday that he just didn't know what the style of the Melbourne Footy Club is um, and you know you, you took over from that man I know you had to put your own touch on it but is that an issue about your style and, and has it come about because of your lack of fitness and what happened pre-season? Yeah, sure, you're spot on. You know, I think the great thing about Melbourne in, in 2018, I don't really want to talk about it too much, is that when your supporters rock up and you as uh, media person- personalities uh, rock up, you, you see a style of play and you see a brand of footy that you can resemble with and you say that's that's what you know is going to ro- come when you watch Melbourne play and that's what we haven't had. So we've got to go and reset that over the summer, um, that when you come to the footy, you see a style of play of what we stand for. And um, last year was around the contest and you know, we need to look at that moving forward about what's the best style moving forward to have success um, you know, in, in finals and that's ultimately what we want to do is to build a game style that wins in finals. Well what, what part of that game style that you think has had the, the bigger impact, I, I just like the way that you spread during that final series and you know, and playing whatever you, when you got to there but it looks to me that there's none of that and you look slow around the ball, is that a confidence thing or is it that your physicality wise you can't cope with doing that to that level that you did in your finals year? Yeah without question our contest work's always been a strength but you know, last year came on the back of a really strong 10 to 12 weeks of defensive actions and from that we got some really great offensive looks 
Um, you know, our defence needs to get to a level um, like the good teams do, where it's consistent, it's ingrained, and um, you know what you're going to get because that gives you the greatest opportunities in your scoring. So um, that's what we've got to reset the most, um, get our contest work back to the level and become a really strong defensive side with it. And just on your skill level, Simon, I know we're picking your whole year apart, but uh, yeah, I remember being here early on and you were picked apart as a defensive group and you seem to have tightened up your defence, but still that last kick inside forward 50. How do you improve that? Is it more the sit, the players further the ball, not giving the right option, or how has your skill level fallen away so dramatically? Yeah, I think that is a bit, bit of a thing that came out of the summer. You know, there's no doubt we missed a, a really big block of training and our cohesion and chemistry going forward to centre. And early in the year, that was a, a pretty big issue for us. We were, we were winning territory. Um, we were getting lots of inside 50s, and we weren't able to convert. Now it's a bit the opposite. We're not getting as many inside 50s, and I think we're number two for efficiency in the last five weeks. So we've been able to turn the efficiency mm. factor around but we haven't got the territory that we want. Brendan McCartney moves on. Craig Jennings moves on. What do you think you need from a coaching perspective you know, to join your team next year? Yeah, look, we're going through all that now, Lloydie. We're, we're speaking to a number of people, um, both at a senior level, but also some, some uh, coaches that are, that are new in the game. Um, but, you know, when you finish 17th and... Um, where we are, we need to actually look at our whole program from a coaching perspective, a high performance perspective, every area of our footy club that needs to improve. So, um, you know, sometimes change is good for us, and we've got to make sure we can do that. Have were you- those, uh, sorry, Lloyd, were those changes forced upon you with the coaching because of this August 1 rule, Simon, where the the clubs are forced to tell assistant coaches of their intentions? Yeah, look, that's certainly something from the, the association that they put in place, that if, if guys haven't got contracts, um, you know, to have the conversation. And you now we've been having numerous conversations with both Brendan and Craig over a number of time, and, and both guys have been unbelievable for our footy club and have got different challenges that they want to go and pursue in, in their footy careers. So, um, you know, those conversations were pretty easy in the end, and, and they leave the club in a really good space and, um, you know, with our best wishes, and they've done some incredible work for us. Obviously, you're on field's your priority, as you're saying before about, uh, we were talking about the facility, but is that a priority for the club to, they try to get into Yarra Park to actually have a home? Oh, look, we'd love to have a home, and you know, I know Purdy and the board are working incredibly hard to, to provide that for the footy club, and you know, I'm sure in the not-too-distant future they'll, they'll set on something, and um, you know, we'll have a home that where our admin and our players and our staff are all together, and um, you know, that's certainly an important element of our footy club. What about uh, Christian Petrarca? I, uh, we know his talent, but wh- where do you see his future now? He's played enough football to show his wares, and I see him going in the middle, and he's a beast at the clearance work, but is he going to have a tank, or will he be able to have a tank to play a lot more midfield, or is he just going to be that, that forward, maybe coming out of the square by himself and trying to get him one-on-one and deep and those things? Where, where is he now in his football world, do you think? Oh, I think Christian's had a, a really strong season, you know, in a, in a difficult space for the team. You know, he's um, he's been really consistent in what he's been able to deliver for to the ball. But you're right, we'd love to play him a bit more through the middle of the ground. Um, so the challenge will be to build a build a fitness base that will enable that to happen. We know what he can do forward. He's doing it really regularly now for us as a as a forward forward half player. But the ability to go through the middle for sustained periods, we'd love to see that, and uh, we think he's certainly capable of doing that. Simon, can I ask you a players' association question? Stephen May, he won't play the last three rounds due to obviously injury does he have can his three weeks start now in regards to making sure he gets back earlier than the rest of them to start a pre-season oh look 
technically, yes. Um, obviously, that's something you, you talk to the Players Association, the player about. But for us, we want to keep Stephen around our group now. You know, he's got a hamstring that we want to rehab well. The first three weeks, we know, are really important on that. So he'll start normally with the, with the rest of the boys. You know, we're clearly going to have a longer pre-season this year and um, with plenty of time. But, um, you know, he's really looking forward to attacking pre-season and coming back in some really good shape. Simon, when the one benefit of finishing down the bottom of the ladder or near the bottom of the ladder is that the draft pick you get. It, the talk is that the Giants, though, are going to get a pick that could potentially be yours through a priority the pick. Suns. The Suns, yeah. sorry. Do you like that or do you agree with that system? Uh, look, it's, it's tough for me to talk about because if I talk about it, people are going to say uh, you're conflicted with where you're finishing. But, you know, for me, the priority pick was always there. Um, from a long time ago at the discretion of the AFL and the Commission and um, you know, since that period of that rule being in place we've brought in future trading and live picks um, you know, of, of future picks so for me that priority picks become archaic um, it, it's really difficult for clubs to be able to on-trade future picks knowing that then a potential uh, priority pick may come into the, the mix so I just think it's a bit archaic. I think it needs to be looked at, and I think there's other ways to incentivise. And um, you know, for a number of years, for a long period um, in the competition, the draft was compromised for the Giants and the Suns. And um, you know, I don't think we should be doing it again. Would you be happy? Would you be happy with the priority pick given to them now at the end of the first round? I think you know. I think when you're trading away a future first round pick, I think um, that's a pretty big thing to do. Um, end of first round, um, other ways. I think they did it last way through mature age players. But yep. I think there's other drafts incentives through the middle of the draft where you can actually incentivise them in a better way. And you've got a debutant tonight. Yeah, Kay Chandler's in. You know, he's um, he's a South Australian kid. He's from a, a real small town called Chara, which is about nine hours out of Adelaide on the border of WA. So it's a real small community. He's a small forward that brings plenty of spirit. He, he's uh, had a really good season in the VFL, so it's great to see him debut. Absolutely. And uh, you've been great to us this year, Simon. So this is the last time we speak to you. We thank you for uh, how often and how accessible you were for us. Thank you. No, no worries, guys. Simon Goodwin.